Welcome to Since You Asked with Jim Barrier on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Send Jim your questions about the Bible and Christianity to jim at cgmradio.com. Subscribe to Since You Asked by visiting us online at cgmradio.com slash ask. And now, here's your host, Jim Barrier. Last week on Since You Asked, we explored obedience, disobedience, discipline, and consequence. Discipline is defined as training expected to produce a specific character or pattern of behavior, especially training that produces moral or mental improvement. Consequence is defined as something that logically or naturally follows from an action or condition. Today, we will look at sanction and atonement. Sanction is punishment for breaking the law. Finney said, law without sanction is merely advice. In other words, rules that aren't enforced are just suggestions. Traffic laws are a perfect example. On some stretches of highway, if you're not exceeding the speed limit, you'd better move over to the far right lane or even the emergency lane. And don't even get me started talking about cell phones. The wages of sin is death. The Lord commanded Adam, saying, From any tree of the garden you may freely eat, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for on the day that you eat from it you will certainly die. But, you may argue, Adam didn't die that day. Well, death began that day in Adam and in the entire human race. Now, I want to be clear. I am not punished for Adam's sin. I have my own sin to account for. Romans 5.12 says, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world, and death through sin, so death spread to all mankind because all sinned. Death is manifested threefold. We are dead spiritually. We are separated from God. We do not perceive his kingdom. We are open to influence by powers of darkness. The soul is dead because of sin. Your mind, will, and emotions are all crippled by sin. Finally, and most obviously, we die physically because sin is in the system. Disease, weakness, and ultimately loss of life happen to every one of us. Adam was separated from his loving creator that day. He experienced guilt, shame, and dishonesty. And at that moment, the process of physical infirmity was introduced into the human stream. Ezekiel makes it clear in chapter 18 that we are all responsible for our own sin. If a man walks in my statutes and keeps my ordinances so as to deal faithfully, he is righteous and will certainly live, declares the Lord. The soul who sins will surely die. A son will not suffer the punishment for the father's guilt, nor will a father suffer the punishment for the son's guilt. The righteousness of the righteous will be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked 
will be upon himself. The punishment must fit the crime. Leviticus 5 says, If a person acts unfaithfully and sins unintentionally against the Lord's holy things, then he shall bring his guilt offering to the Lord, a ram without a defect from the flock, according to your assessment in silver by shekels, in terms of the shekel of the sanctuary, as in a guilt offering. And he shall make restitution for that which he has sinned against the holy thing, and shall add it to a fifth part of it and give it to the priest. The priest shall then make atonement for him with the ram of the guilt offering, and it will be forgiven him. Now, if a person sins and does any of the things which the Lord has commanded not to be done, though he was unaware, he is still guilty and shall bear his punishment. If you let a parking meter expire, you will have to pay a fine. And if you don't pay it, you could wind up with a warrant for your arrest, and the fine will increase. If you drive under the influence of alcohol, you could be fined, imprisoned, and lose your license. And remember those consequences. You could damage property, injure, or kill yourself or others. Jesus told a parable demonstrating degrees of punishment. Who then is the faithful and sensible steward, whom his master will put in charge of his servants, to give them their rations at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master finds doing so when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But if that servant says in his heart, My master will take a long time to come, and he begins to beat the other servants, both men and women, and to eat and drink and get drunk, then the master of that servant will come on a day that he does not expect, and at an hour that he does not know, and will cut him in two and assign him a place with the unbelievers. And that servant who knew his master's will and did not get ready or act in accordance with his will will receive many blows. But the one who did not know it and committed acts deserving of a beating will receive only a few blows. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And to whom they entrusted much, they will ask all the more. Knowledge equals responsibility. The more you understand about right and wrong, the more accountable you are. In another parable, it is like a man about to go on a journey who called his own servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to yet another one, each according to his ability. And he went on his journey. The one who had received five talents immediately went and did business with them and earned five more talents. In the same way, the one who had received two talents earned two more. But he who received the one talent went away and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. The one who had received five talents came up and brought five more talents, saying, Master, you entrusted five talents to me. See, I have earned five more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. 
You are faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter the joy of your master. Also, the one who had received the two talents came up and said, Master, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I have earned two more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter the joy of your master. Now, the one who had received one talent also came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. And I was afraid. So I went away and hid your talent in the ground. See, you still have what is yours. But his master answered to him and said, You worthless, lazy servant, did you know that I was reaping where I do not sow or gather where I did not scatter seeds? Then you ought to have put my money in the bank, and upon my arrival I would have at least got my money back with interest. Therefore, take the talent away from him, and give it to the one who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more shall be given, and he will have in abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have shall be taken away, and throw the worthless servant into outer darkness." In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The same thing holds true for rewards. 1 Corinthians 3 says, Now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or straw, each one's work will become evident. For the day will show it because it is to be revealed with fire, and the fire itself will test the quality of each one's work. If anyone's work, which he has built on it, remains, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved through fire. The good news is that we don't have to fear punishment. 1 John 4 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear involves punishment and the one who fears is not perfected in love. So, how do I avoid punishment? I'm glad you asked. The answer is what theologians refer to as the vicarious atonement of Christ. The angel told Joseph, She will give birth to a son, and you shall name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus said, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Galatians begins, Grace to you and peace from God the Father, and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, so that he might rescue us from this present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forevermore. Amen. Law must have a penalty, or it is worthless, and the penalty must be worthy of the crime. In a criminal court, once guilt has been established, the penalty must be set. If you kill someone, motive 
is a major factor in determining the penalty. In the case of self-defense, you might be acquitted. Texas, where I live, has the Castle Law, that is, shooting someone is justified in the case of aggravated robbery, aggravated sexual assault, or aggravated kidnapping. If the death is ruled as an accident, you may be charged with manslaughter rather than murder, and the sentence will be less severe. If it is premeditated, motivated by a selfish intent, it is capital murder, and again in Texas, that usually results in capital punishment. All sin is an act of the will. All sin is selfish action. No sin is justifiable. The next thing that must be considered is the innocence of the victim. Crimes against children and the elderly are deemed most atrocious. The slaughter of six million Jews in the Holocaust still disturbs us 80 years later. The first time I visited the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum in Washington, D.C., I sat in the Hall of Remembrance for 45 minutes and wept. Ultimately, the most innocent being in the universe is its creator. To thumb your nose at God, who has always and only done what is best for you, and say to him, I'll do whatever I want, whenever I want, no matter what you say, no matter how it affects you or your creation, is the most unconscionable crime committed. It is deserving of the most severe penalty. The wages of sin is death. Hebrews 9 states, For if the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling those who have been defiled sanctify for the cleansing of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without blemish to God, cleansing your conscience from the dead works to serve the living God? Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Why the shedding of blood? Well, Leviticus 17 says, The life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood by reason of the life that makes atonement. Jesus shed his blood to atone for our sins. Romans 3 says, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified as a gift by his grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus, whom God displayed publicly as the propitiation in his blood through faith. Propitiation means mercy seat. Once a year, the high priest would offer a sacrifice for the atonement of the people's sins. He would sprinkle the blood of an innocent animal over the mercy seat on top of the Ark of the Covenant in the Holy of Holies. When John the Baptist saw Jesus, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. 1 John 2 says, If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he himself is the propitiation for our sins. You and I are guilty of sin. We have no one else to blame. 
You and I deserve death as the penalty. But Jesus died in our place. God met the requirement of his own law. Sin demands a death sentence. Jesus took that sentence on our behalf. Thank God every day for sending his son to die for your sins. If you have never appropriated his sacrifice in order to secure forgiveness, do it now. Confess your sin and ask him to forgive you and cleanse you. Then thank him for granting you life instead of death. This has been Jim Barrier on Since You Asked. Since You Asked is a production of Jim Barrier and Cross Global Media. Visit us online and subscribe to the show at cgmradio.com slash ask. Thank you.